Welcome to The Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode number 131, Season 5, Inaugural. We have covered a lot of ground over the last four years here on The Christian Atheist. As we have observed repeatedly, we dwell in an age of systemic and selective skepticism inaugurated by Hegelian dialectical reasoning, coupled with a blind denial of transcendence. This denial has become more practical than rational. It is, paradoxically perhaps, more an element of dogmatic faith than of rational conviction. Today, however, perhaps to your relief, I will not be beating this drum again though it will remain a rhythm underlying all we do, in the background as we move forward together. What we have discussed over the past four years, I will attempt this year to condense into a final form for publication. I have given atheism too much of my time over the last quarter century. My time, henceforth, is God's, to use as he pleases. The past four years, I hope, will be prologue to a new vision. For it is time to change our emphasis here on the Christian atheist, to turn from the atheist, the diagnosis of our irrational and quasi-religious present-day pathology, to the cure, the incarnate Christ that has redeemed us. Moving forward, Jenny and I have chosen Hebrews 6.1 as our roadmap. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. If Jenny and I were pressed to express our frustrations regarding the Christian experience today, this verse gives it great voice. And it is also what convinced me to seek, at times dragging my feet to move beyond the familiar and comfortable ground. I am a philosopher, after all, on which our podcast has dwelt since we began in 2019. The Christian journey begins when we confess the Lordship of Jesus and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead. It begins, that is, in faith, that mix of intellectual assent and practical dependence that constitutes true faith, pistis in the Greek of the New Testament. Faith is the common ground upon which all rational human existence depends, whether one be pagan, monotheist, atheist, or agnostic. As rational beings, we can move forward only in faith. The difference for the Christian is not in having faith where others lack it but in the object of their faith. Christ is the object of the Christian's conscious action, the goal, or telos, which we seek, the reason, or logos, logic, of our existence. Using Plato's analogy in the Phaedo, Christ is the vessel, the ark that we choose to sail upon the ocean of life. Jesus is the news the novelty that Christianity proclaims, Emmanuel, God with us. The Incarnation is the substance of things hoped for, 
the evidence of things not seen. Our faith, while fully rational, is anchored in the real, indeed, in reality itself. It is this foundation for which we have been contending thus far in the Christian Atheist Podcast. It is in this foundational arc we choose to sail. And I offer myself, here, now, and always, willingly and freely to any and all critics, atheists, agnostics, and naysayers who seek to undermine the rationality of this foundation. But this defense will no longer be the primary purpose of our podcast. I consider it unshakable and firmly fixed. I can only bear it witness. It does not need my defense. Truth is its own best evidence. I call on all our listeners and friends. If you have an opportunity for me to engage in a public forum against an unbelieving critic, let us know, and we will gladly take on all comers. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone that believes. To this foundation, having been laid by Christ and accepted by faith, we turn now to build upon it, and not, as is too often the case, of continually relaying it. Using Plato's analogy, it is time to embark upon the high seas and begin the exploration that will be our eternal joy, to understand the mind of the Maker, to conform ourselves to His will and likeness, to let His Word dwell in us richly. Farther up and farther in, Aslan called to his children when they arrived in his country. We have, I think, and especially in evangelical circles, abrogated this call to action from our Lord. We remain in dry dock, constantly examining and admiring the hull, inviting others to admire it with us, and trying to convince all and sundry of its seaworthiness. Instead, we should be getting on with the business of sailing, exploring, and adventuring. In its own way, the Christian Atheist Podcast had this intention from its inception. I never wanted to be known as a Christian apologist. Our Lord does not need me to defend Him, but to display Him, to point to Him, to live His life in this world. When clearly revealed, Jesus will evoke from the honest skeptic the cry, My Lord and my God. It is always Jesus who wins a soul. We need to get out of the way and allow his glory, his truth, to be seen. Better, we need to be the finite looking glasses by which his eternal image is reflected into this temporal world. Our rationalized defenses will always be inadequate to the real image of Christ. Curiously, the New Testament seems to indicate to us that it is our business to bring the good news, not to convince others of its truth. We should, as the phrase goes, get on with it, with the business of life as Christians. C.S. Lewis said this in his essay, Christian Apologetics. 
I believe that any Christian who is qualified to write a good, popular book on any science may do much more by that than by any directly apologetic work. The problem, Lewis goes on, is that the moment a modern person turns from a Christian message back to the contemporary world, quote, they are plunged back into a world where the opposite position is taken for granted. What we want is not more little books about Christianity, but more little books by Christians on other subjects, with their Christianity latent. It is not the books written in direct defense of materialism that make the modern man a materialist. It is the materialistic assumptions in all the other books. In the same way, it is not books on Christianity that will really trouble him, but he would be troubled if, whenever he wanted a cheap, popular introduction to some science, the best work on the market was always by a Christian. The first step to the reconversion of this country is a series produced by Christians which can beat the Penguin and the Thinker's Library on their own ground. Its Christianity would have to be latent, not explicit, and, of course, its science perfectly honest. Science twisted in the interests of apologetics would be sin and folly. End quote. What is the business of life as a Christian? As a deer pants for the flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Wherever we are, and whatever we do, to seek God in that. To know him is to love him. To love him is to keep his commandments. And to keep his commandments is to make him our supreme value. That is, to love him, to worship, and adore him. This is our new emphasis moving forward. We are the mice chewing through the cords binding Aslan to the stone table. The incarnation and resurrection are the archaic, the beginning, the foundation laid by our Lord. But we must move from those elementary truths toward maturity. In a word, we want to know God. He speaks through his word. He makes himself manifest in his creation. What does this yearning to know God look like? We are as excited as we hope you are to discover the answer to that question so far as we are capable this season on The Christian Atheist. This season, our fifth, we will be seeking God, not trying to explain him. To this end, I am uncertain what our podcast will become. I think that we have begun to lay out a model in the last interview of last year of Rachel Thomas and how mathematics reveals God's mind to us. 
we have another exciting interview with Rachel in the works right now on the topic of fractals. All along on The Christian Atheist, we have claimed to seek God in the totality of human life. In science, psychology, philosophy, literature, and poetry, Jenny and I are pursuing some projects together this year that we've been waiting to work on. So it may be that our episode schedule will be more sporadic, ad hoc, and spontaneous, rather than regular and weekly. Hang on with us, please, as we hope to share with all of you God's leading and learning in our lives. I hope to follow up on all the promises and themes we have developed from the beginning. The second scholarly paper on the Mount Ebal tablet should be coming out this year, and I promise a full discussion of it when we get there. You would expect, I think, nothing less. We believe God has placed us here, now, in our unique time, place, and situation, for some purpose. And we will seek his face with you, if you join us. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, let us together anticipate that glorious resolution by seeking him, here, now. Always. A condition of complete simplicity, costing not less than everything. And all shall be well, and all manner of thing shall be well. When the tongues of flame are enfolded into the crowned knot of fire, and the fire and the rose are one. The Ending of Four Quartets by T.S. Eliot. I am a Christian, with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening, and remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it, too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian. <laughs>